Welcome to Restoration Church. At Restoration, we focus on reaching the lost, reviving their lives with the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, and restoring hearts, minds, relationships through the power of the gospel. We are a church equipping and empowering the body of Christ to reach their full potential in Christ. We are led by Pastor Rex and Jennifer Hare. We hope you are encouraged by this morning's sermon. So blessed to be here this morning and so thankful. Happy birthday, Rich. And uh, he said I was his older earlier brother. But if I hadn't been there to see it, to know I was his older brother, I swear he's older than me because I know. <laughs> He's, he's got that much more ugly than I do right now. Kind of <laughs> uh, I'm afraid we look too much much alike to really be calling one another ugly. So we better, we better just hold off on that. Uh, I'm so thankful, though, to be a, a child of God. I'm so thankful to know God's mercy and know God's grace and know that everywhere I went in my life, he's been there. And... Uh, you know, all those times that I was taking those roads and making my own plans and doing those those things, my own things, without him, he was still there. You know, isn't that awesome when you look back over your life and you see where God moved and he worked in your situations before you really acknowledged that he was there. You know, before you really recognized that he was there. And uh, that's my life in a nutshell. I have, I I can look back and see God's grace and His mercy, and I know that I stand where I stand today because God Almighty had a hand. He moved it and He worked it. And you know, the great thing is, the Bible says, the Word says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Well, you know, the Lord knew that you was going to be a righteous man or woman before you ever got there. So He was already ordering your steps. For his glory. Yeah. Even though a lot of those steps uh, were some tough steps, some things that we had to deal with and had to go through to get us to where we are today, um, that's God's hand still orchestrated. He's bringing the good out of our bad decisions. And uh, that's an awesome God that we serve to do that. You know, because I, I can just mess things up completely and have most of my life. I've just messed them up completely. Things have been just. Uh, I've had so many blessings poured. I, you know, just like all my life, you know, I love you, Lord. I see your blessings. That song just keeps resonating in me. All my life, you have been faithful, and all my life, you have been so, so good. And uh, I see your blessings all the way. And even though I was messing them up, and I was doing things, I was taking them, and I was squandering them, and I was not really, uh, I was taking them for granted. I was not paying attention to his goodness in my life. He still was good. Because that's who he is. He is the good, good father who never stops being who he is. Amen? He never stops being good. And he never stops being faithful. Because I've seen unfaithfulness in my own life so many times. When I look back, Colin, I see how many times I've missed him. And how many times the Lord should have just said, I'm through with you. But he's faithful. I was reading in the book of Hosea this week. And it talked about how 
He said, go, go back and buy back that wife of harlotry and bring her back to me. And you know what? Pay the high price. Pay whatever it takes to go get her. He didn't tell her this. He didn't tell Hosea to go back and just and just uh, offer a little bit of money for her. He didn't give him any kind of limit on what he should offer to pay the price to buy his wife back from harlotry from going into prostitution and running after lovers of unfaithfulness. And that is who God is because he paid the highest price to keep bringing me back through my unfaithfulness. And you, he did it for all of us because he loves us that much and he does not change. His love does not change. You know, you can't do enough to make God stop loving you. You know, you can't be good enough to make him love you more. Man, that's awesome right there. Knowing all the junk that I've done and God has been faithful and he's loved me with an everlasting love before. The Bible says that he told his prophet, he said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I had a plan for your life. And I loved you then. And my love will not fail, amen? Praise the Lord. This is None of this has got anything to do with the scriptures that I give Give up free to put on there. And so just, just forgive me. We may get there, we may not. Uh, but I'm gonna, I want to try to get there. I want to try to get into some of my some of what I had prepared. Uh, I, I, will, I will tell you a little background though about here lately. Uh, uh, I've been trying to not to come away and not teach or speak anywhere here lately. That's been my my plan for the last uh, for the last few weeks, I, I teach our Wednesday night adult class at our church, and uh, and I have really been. Uh, I just felt like I just needed to to come away and have a time and refreshing, and and, uh, and maybe that was just me being wore out. You know, we get wore out sometimes, and we'll automatically just say, "Hey, I just don't get to do this for a while. I just want." pull back and just take a break. But um, uh, so I had a couple of weeks where I didn't. You know, we had COVID and we had some spells where we didn't have service. So we wouldn't have them to, you know, they had some times in there. And, and uh, but uh, the last uh, the last couple of weeks, our senior adult class was doing a, uh, the, the senior senior adult. I teach my age group. But our senior senior adult class was going to have a, a class and uh and so we just decided to join them. And I thought, well, that's a good opportunity for me to just sit back and not have to teach. And I'll, I'll sit there and I'll absorb the teaching and, uh, uh, you know, and, and our class can enjoy that. And then uh, Wednesday night, the pastor comes up and I was not on the schedule for any of these classes. And he comes up and he already had it all scheduled out. Brother Green, Sister Martha, Brother Green, Sister Martha, all the way down, about six weeks. And then he comes up to me and he says, I need a favor. And I was like, what? Yes, sir, okay, what is it? I thought he wanted me to do something around the church that involved uh, fixing something or something like that. And, and uh, so I said, uh, I said, okay, I'll do that. And he, uh, whatever you need. And he said, uh, I want you to teach Wednesday night. I said, <laughs> I, I said okay. <laughs> and you know, with all the, the enthusiasm I could muster to do it, and I was like, okay. 
So anyway, uh, and inside I was like, no, I just did, I just didn't, I wanted to just let y'all teach you. So that was Wednesday night. Thursday, Thursday I was at work and Savannah calls and says, y'all are coming this weekend, right? I said, yeah, we're coming, we're coming. And so she says, uh, <laughs> she says, uh, Aunt Jennifer wants you to preach Sunday. <laughs> I was like, man, that's short notice, and I'm not, you know, just not prepared. And and, uh, and Josh, Josh Campbell, my, my helper, uh, it works for me. I looked over at him. I said, Josh, I was trying not to be teaching and preaching right now. I was trying to just, uh, you know, absorb some teaching and preaching and let in the Lord. You know, somebody feed me. You know what I mean? And uh, Josh looked at me, and uh, Josh is a, uh, Josh has uh, um, been delivered from drugs, a lifetime of drugs and, and abuse. And uh, he lived under a bridge a couple of years ago, about three years ago. And, and about a year, uh, two years ago, he was delivered from drugs and, and that life. And, uh, and he's part of our church and, and just a, a faithful father. Him and his wife have adopted a, a little boy along with their two daughters that he wouldn't be a good father to begin with. But now he's... You know, just God has just done miraculous things in his life. And Josh looks at me and I said, Josh, I was just wanting to just, you know, not do this. And, and Josh says, don't look like it's time to sit down. It looks to me like it's go time. And, uh, and man, that hit me. That hit me. And I thought, it's go time. And I had no clue what I was going to talk about today. But the Lord dropped that one on me and said, it's go time. Yeah. It ain't no time to sit down. Right. It ain't no time to, to give up and get down on yourself and get in the old, I don't know if y'all know or familiar with the word, the mully grubs, but I've been in the mully grubs. So, the Lord spoke that into me and we said, we're going to try to deliver this this morning, what he spoke to me. And we're going to try to get some of these scriptures. And Bree, we may bounce around. Uh, I've got you what I thought would be in order, but Mark 16, 14, and 1. Uh, no, excuse me. Mark 16 and 14. I, I didn't write that down right. 16 and 14 is where we're going to be. So. Uh, this is the great commission. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of their heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues and uh, they will take up serpents and they will drink if they drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover Jesus told them what to do he said he said uh, this is this is what I want you to do I want you to get out there and I want you to do the work that I've commissioned you to do I've got a plan for you and it's not time to sit down so let's go to this next scripture in Matthew <clears throat> Matthew 9, 37 through 38. Let me see. Let me get to my... I'm going to try to follow along in the 
She's got it on the screen for us. I might be just be better just turn around and read it to you from there. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Go to 38 for me. Three. All right, you got there. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest. So all these things he was hitting me with. The laborers are few. But the harvest is great. There's a great harvest out there. There is um, just billions of people needing to be saved. And what am I doing? What am I doing besides trying to come away and say, Lord, I just don't want to do it right now. I'm tired. I'm, I'm wore out. I'm just not spiritually where I need to be. I feel like I'm not spiritually where I need to be. To reach these people, what have I got to give them? Yeah. And, gee, and you know, and and the the thing, the thing that that the Lord always says is, you know who I am. Just like y'all said in that song, I know who you are. And if I know who you are, I need to be telling somebody who you are. I think about um, a lot of people don't really think about this one disciple that much, but I heard David Jeremiah speak about it years and years ago. In one of his messages, and he said, he said, Andrew, he, he talked about Andrew, and a lot of people just don't really think a whole lot about Andrew. They don't, I mean, he's not one of the prominent, he didn't write any of the gospels. He's not the 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 one who preached on the day of Pentecostal, uh, on the day of Pentecost and, and all of that. But but the first one of the first things you hear about Andrew doing is that he found out who the Messiah was, and then what did he do? He went and told his brother Peter immediately. Has anybody watched any of The Chosen? Anybody watched any of that? Uh, if you haven't watched that, it's a great series, but I won't get in. I'm not going to do a commercial on, on The Chosen. But in that, in that series, he comes running up to Peter out of breath and just, we found him. We found him. And Peter's like, what are you talking about? So we found him. We found him. The one that we've been looking. Peter's like, who, what are you talking about? He said, the Messiah. He was excited about it. He had found the Messiah. And that excitement. Andrew, you may not read a lot about him in there, but he was one of the first ones to come and tell somebody who Jesus was. I want to be like Andrew. I want to be one that says, hey, if you've got problems, if you're being beat down, if this world is wearing you out, I know the answer. His name is Jesus. He's full of grace and mercy and he does not change. And he gave his life for your salvation and for your peace. How many want peace? I won't tell you. You will have peace in your heart, peace of mind. It'll destroy you mentally. It'll destroy you. It can destroy you physically. Peace. Everybody's looking for peace. Everybody's looking for peace. But Jesus said that the peace that the world gives that everybody's looking for, everybody looks for their peace from, it's fleeting. Because you can take one blow from somebody. You can take one blow or one bad word or one just somebody said something to you that they didn't even mean anything about 
but it just destroyed your peace that day. And they didn't have a clue that they had hurt your feelings. But that's what this world's peace will do for you. But let me tell you, the peace that he gives, it passes all understanding. Yesterday, a lady that's really, really dear to me uh, came to our house and she she was really hurt. And the only thing that I knew to do was pray, Lord, right now, make that peace that passes all understanding come down and rest on her and give her what she cannot get from this world because your best friend should slap you in the face. The person that you depended on the very most, the person that is supposed to have your back, the person that is supposed to go with you to the end to try to destroy you. But you know what? If you recognize who the peace speaker is, then your peace can't be taken. And you can have peace when the waves are crashing. When you're facing death, even death, you can have peace. And that's who Jesus is. He's the peace speaker. And he's the one that when they were dragging him away, when they were dragging him away, and, and, and they really, and I say dragging him away, that's what they were trying to do, but drag him away, but he went willfully. But when they took him away, when they took him away, he, uh, all the disciples, what happened to him? Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the scripture. This is actually part of the, in, in Matthew 26 and 31. Let's go there, Bree. Then Jesus said to them, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So we know the story. What did he say? What did, what did Peter tell him just a few hours before they come and got him? What did he tell him? Peter said, I'll go with you. To death, I'll die with you. But he ran, just like everybody else did. He ran. And you know what? That's what your best friend will do on this earth sometimes. Because they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And sometimes they don't, they don't even they don't even mean to leave over the bad. But they will. Because they're human. And they have a human nature. And so when they get scared, they run and find a hiding place. They'll leave you. But he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So I have felt like, I mean, it's felt like they've, they took some blows here lately. Hey, everybody in this room can raise their hand. Maybe some of these younger ones that don't even understand what that is, they probably, they might not. But everybody else that has, that has been through this COVID thing, that has felt the reality of it. You know, we've had, I'm going to tell you, our church and our community has lost so many people to this pandemic, to this attack. This was an attack, a spiritual attack. This wasn't just a physical thing. This was a spiritual attack. They tried to destroy our church with COVID. 
They've tried to destroy the United States of America with COVID. That's, that's what this is all about. This is about destroying spiritual freedom. That's what COVID was about. And so well, we, we felt the blows of that. We had our uh, sister Martha Sykes. She's one of the ladies that just a rock in our church and has been and uh, just a spirit-filled lady. She's one of the ones who's teaching that uh, Wednesday night class for the senior adults. Um, her and her husband came down with COVID. Me and Tina, several of the ones that did the ministry at the church that was teaching and music ministers, we had to shut our church down because we had about we had about probably 12 to 14 people that was the ones that was the teachers, the music ministers, the musicians, the the pastor, the his wife. I mean, the, all those people that had, we didn't have any choice. We had to shut it down because of that. But she was, a, her, her husband were some of the ones that got it. She had asthma. Seemingly nothing wrong with Brother Terry, her husband. He died. He went to be with the Lord. It's been tough. A couple of weeks ago, she taught the Wednesday night class. And let me just say, she didn't teach the Wednesday night class. She preached the Wednesday night class. Holy Ghost anointed. God used her mightily. And he's going to continue to use her. Because her peace was not taken when Brother Terry left of this world. Because the Lord had given her a peace. That passes all understanding. Yeah, and she stood up and she said, He has never left me. He has never forsaken me. He's been there with me through it all, the whole way. And he's going to take me to the end. Amen. And that's who he is. So Jesus said, Jesus said right there, He said, He said, What are y'all doing? Let's go to that next scripture, right? Matthew, what was my next one? It was the one right behind there. No, it was another Matthew. I'm sorry. Yeah, forgive me. It was just, uh, I didn't have Matthew written beside it. It was right under 26 and 31. Y'all have to forgive me. I'm depending on Brie now. Uh, I think it was like, well, just, y'all just bear with me. I'm going to find it. 26 and 31 is where we were at, right? Okay. We, yeah. Anyway, you, you're right. You're right on. Forgive me. Y'all forgive me. John 20 and 19. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace. Peace be with you. There it was. There's our peace that the world can't take away. Peace be with you. Sister Martha got up and she stood that day, even though she had been struck. She had been received a blow. She got up. And she said, I'm gonna keep walking in that peace. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep ministering in that peace. Right now is not time to sit down. Right now is go time. It's go time. What does the Bible say? When the enemy comes in like a flood, there's another way you can put that word. I've always heard it said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, 
God will raise up a standard. This is too many times on when the enemy comes in like a flood. And maybe we need to put that comma before like a flood. And we say when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard. That's right. Because right. he's bigger. He's bigger. And he's greater than the enemy. What does it say? Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. That's who we serve. You know what? I'm tired of every time I mess up and every time I make mistakes, Satan says, you ain't nothing. You can't do anything because you keep falling on your face. But what does the Bible say about that man who falls on his face? He says that though a man, a righteous man falls seven times, seven wasn't the number, y'all. Seven was just God's number of perfection. But seven is a number of completeness. But as many times as that righteous man falls on his faith, he's not going to lay there. He's going to get back up. And he's going to say, greater is he. Greater is his salvation. And greater is his peace. And greater is his mercy. And greater is his forgiveness. Greater is his forgiveness, God, than all the times I've sinned and broke down and messed up. <laughs> you know, I got to thinking, I heard somebody say one time, you know, uh, every sin that I've ever committed, Jesus paid for. Yes. Do you know that's the ones that are in the past? You know that's the ones that are today's, that maybe I mess up and make a mistake. And do you know that that's the ones that you might do tomorrow and the next day and the next day? Because you believed in Jesus. He knew you was going to need a grace and a mercy that was going to continue to flow through your life and sweep Amen. away. Amen. Oh, man, that's awesome. Because I'm telling you, I got to have it. I got to have it. Because God gives victory. And he'll give us the strength to overcome but that don't mean tomorrow you're not going to face something you haven't seen and you just mess up because Peter was thinking, I'm going with you. I'll go with you to death. But you know, up to that point, Jesus, Peter didn't quite understand all the things he was going to be facing. He didn't understand that he was going to have an army or a troop of men that was going to come in there and forcefully try to take Jesus and that he was, he was, he thought he was just going to be man enough to just whoop them all. That's what he thought to begin with. But see, the Lord had a plan better than his. And he didn't understand that at the time. But you know what Jesus did? And I know you know what Jesus did, but I just want to bring it back. Again, Jesus said, said uh, do you love me? He come back and he asked him, do you love me? And he asked him not one time, but he asked him three times. And I think that three times was symbolic. I think it was symbolic because he denied it that three times. And I think it was something to let him know, hey, I got you. I got you. And it's my grace. And even though you messed up, even though you have fallen on the face again and again and again, my grace is going to help you get through. Because my mercy is new every morning for you. Amen. Because yeah. Colin, you don't know what you're going to see tomorrow. Katie, you don't know what you're going to see tomorrow. Right. The lady that came in my home yesterday, she didn't know what she's going to see. Mm -hmm. Day before yesterday, she didn't know what she's going to see. Mm -hmm. 
God's grace is sufficient. His mercy is new. His peace is everlasting. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And he will not fail us because he's the faithful one. Amen? All my life he has been faithful. All my life he has been so, so good. And he saw the man that he was planning on me to be. He saw that man and he continued and he continues to this day. And for every day that I'm going to breathe until my last breath is drawn, the Lord is providing me that grace and he's providing you that grace and that mercy because he wants to see you be that person that he planned all along. Because see, he had that plan. He had that plan for every one of you before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you and he had a plan. That's how much he loves you. That's his grace and his peace that passes understanding. We can't, we can't get a grip on God. But you know what? He's got a grip on us. Amen. Ain't that awesome? Because whenever I slip, my grip slips. My grip slips. When I think I got it all together, Peter thought he had it all together. He did. He thought, hey, I'm right here with the Messiah. I'm running with the big boy. I'm, I'm running with the one that's going to take us into that heavenly kingdom. I'm going to be right there beside him. I'm going to be, I'm his right hand man. And the next thing you know, Jesus was up there being abused and mocked and fake trials. <coughs> And Peter's standing out there by the fire barrel at a distance. And they said, don't you run with him? He's like, who are you talking about? No. I don't know him. Three times. He said, I don't know him. And that third time, he got mad. And he used some bad language. They leave me alone. I don't know him. Because he was at a distance. The Bible says that John came into the inner courts. I'm not saying John was perfect, but John was staying close by. And he didn't deny. Help us, Lord, stay close. Yeah. Stay close. And let me tell you, if you have been the one out by the fire barrel, trying to warn by the world's fire, the Lord is calling. Drawing close. Drawing close where you won't deny me with your life. Because Peter and John, Rex, Savannah, Jordan, Dan, John. I don't think you know, <laughs> out there. I get the I don't know what it is. I don't know why in the world I want to swap y'all, but I know who y'all are. Believe me, I do. Uh, but it's go time. It's go time. What where are we at? What is the situation that we're in? What are the opportunities that we have on a daily basis to realize it's go time? It's not time to sit down, y'all. We're looking at the end of this thing real close. I believe that. 
And I, 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 I can't tell you. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I study Revelation and 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 Daniel and all these things, all these, you know. But and and but I believe, I believe the Lord's been speaking, speaking to His people, saying, "Hey, get this thing, get busy, get busy. The harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. You need to go." And you need to reach them and you need to bring laborers into the harvest. We gotta have. I need to reach people. God's got, He's got so much more love and peace for people that are waiting, that are in turmoil and anguish every day. We ain't reaching them. I'm not reaching them. I've gotten so wrapped up. I told him a little while back, I said, well, whatever you want to do with me. If you want me to preach, if you want me to teach if you know if you never want me to sing another song I'm good with that whatever you want me to do because for a while that's what I thought I was supposed to do just sing and but if you want me to he gave me dreams he said in one of in one dream I was being attacked by me and my family were being attacked by a big cat that was chasing us we were in the back of the side by side and I do carpentry type stuff and, and you know renovational type stuff so I was in the back of that thing and, and I was riding along and Tina was driving and and uh, and I was hollering her, speed up, speed up. This thing is catching up with us. This big cat is catching up with us. Speed up. And and uh, she was, I don't know if she was forward, but it caught up and it jumped up on the side and was trying to get up in the back of that thing with me and the things that I held dear to me. And the only thing I had in there was a level. I took that level and kept pushing off that cat from Mountain Lion or something similar to that. And I kept pushing him off of that. And the Lord spoke to me in that dream. Well, another dream, I had one similar to it. It was a pipe wrench. I do some plumbing sometimes. God help me. Um, but in that, it was a pipe wrench, and that's all I had. It was a pipe wrench that knocked that cat off the side. I had a series of dreams about big cats attacking. But so I took that pipe wrench and I knocked him off this time. The Lord showed me, he said, you got tools? Yeah. And I put it in your hand. Yeah. Every day, you get to go out. You get to fight the enemy with those tools that I've given you. What tools in your hand? What's God put in your hand? Because He said, it's go time. You ain't got to run from there. You fight him with the tools that I've given you. God's calling us. To reap the harvest, to bring more laborers into this into this field of the harvest. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know. A lot of you I've, I've met in time past. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know if you feel like I felt lately. But I know God's got a plan for your life. And it is to bring labors into the harvest. It is not to sit down. It is go time. Right. So will you go? Isaiah was one of my scriptures. We're never going to get to the rest of them. Don't worry about it. Isaiah was the last one I had up there. If you put it up on the screen. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. And he said, 
Go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. He sent him to a people that wouldn't listen. You know there's people out there, we're blessed, we're more blessed than Isaiah because we can see the harvest. He saw people turn their back and say no to God's word. He saw it. Further on, let's go, let's go down just a little bit further. Keep going to on that next those next scriptures. Are you got them where you can? Just go to the next one. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed. God's promise is that if we'll see and if we'll hear and return, we can be healed. That's his promise. And that's his promise to us about the people we get to preach to. So he told Isaiah, they're not going to listen. Their hearts are going to be hard. I already know it. I see it. I'm God. I, I declare the end from the beginning. I know. But you know what God says to us? There's people out there. Someone's going to turn and say, Julie, I, I, I ain't interested. They're going to say it. But you know what? There's going to be others, Brian, that's going to say, tell me more about it. Yeah. Now my life's in a mess. What are you doing? What can you tell me about peace and deliverance from what I'm struggling with? He wants to know. And we got the answer. We have the answer. And it's go time. It's go time. Thank y'all for listening to me and listening to me, beloved. If anybody, I don't know what, I'm just, I'm just going to open the altar up. If anybody would like to come and be prayed for and ask the Lord to just strengthen them for the mission that is ahead of them. Rex, come on. I'm sorry, Pastor. He'll always be Rex to me. <laughs> <laughs>